Welcome to the Drivable Podcast, where we discuss all things about driving and safer community transport for people with disabilities and medical conditions. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to our channel and follow us on our social. Just look up Drive Able Podcast. We've got lots of content, lots of interviews. Go back and listen to that. There's plenty of stuff, plenty of gold. Um, yeah, get onto it. Brad. Yeah. G'day, everybody. Um, in this episode, we're talking with Rob Lucan. Rob uh, was traveling um, and what happened when he was traveling on his holidays, he was bitten by a mosquito and his story is phenomenal and he's one of the most positive guys I've ever met. Uh, In this interview, we discover how he uses his car to travel all over Australia and do one of his major hobbies which is buggy kite surfing I, I can't wait to get him on board for this interview now just as a pre-warning uh the disability impacts on his speech so we'll do our best to caption this episode so if you're interested um, and you're finding it hard to listen to on a podcast channel make sure you come over to our youtube channel uh, and you'll be able to see the caption captions at the bottom of the page so just search for Drive Able Podcast and put in Rob Lucan and it'll take you to that episode so you can look at it on um, YouTube. But also don't forget to check out our Facebook page where we put all the show notes and this is one that you, you're going to want to get to the Facebook page because you'll want to see him doing this uh, buggy kite surfing, I can promise you. But let's get this underway. Yeah, well, let's get it underway. And just a quick little uh, briefing about the speech, uh, everybody. Um, you might hear myself or Brad repeat some of the stuff that Rob says. Uh, this is all with his permission, and he's very happy for us to do that to help the listeners to articulate uh, what's going on. So it's all done with pure respect and pure cooperation with the listener. So are you ready to this? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. Driving is something many take for granted, but when someone has altered ability, then driving or getting out and about in your own car can be challenging. Driving with a disability doesn't mean you have to drive an old clapped out car with farm-like machinery, and relying on a wheelchair doesn't mean waiting for hours and then being in the back of a maxi access cab, getting car sick. The Drivable podcast is designed to introduce and explore driving aids for people with disabilities vehicle modifications, the NDIS, research, medical guidelines, driving techniques, and much, much more. The Drivable podcast is to help you be informed and be in control of your own independence so you can experience freedom through driving safely and reliably. I'm Ali, and with me is Brad, and together we have over 30 years of experience in disability and driving. Enough of the intros, let's get into it. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Today, we are talking with Rob Lucan. Rob, thanks very much for joining us. The first question we're going to ask you is, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your disability and how it how it came to be? I used to be a fish, professional fisherman. Hey. And then I caught viral encephalitis. Viral encephalitis, yep. In, 90, in 1987, 
1987. So you've been living with this for a while. Can you tell us what what happened? You you were were you out fishing at the time, or were you, what what happened? Um. Yeah, I was. I was out fishing, and then I, I went all, all funny, and then just gonna, gonna... collapsed. Yep. And are you are you on a boat at the time? Were you or? Uh, yeah, I was on a speedboat. Yeah. And we were about, and we were people away from from home. A few hours away from home on a boat, and all of a sudden you collapsed. Yeah. And what happened after that? So it uh, so the viral encephalitis. How does how did how did that come to be? Is it? Um. And I think I got it from a mosquito. From a mosquito. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. And you, this this happened in Australia or somewhere else? Uh, in Murray River. Murray River. Yeah. All right. So, you know, here at home, anybody mm. could have had the same thing. It's pretty rare. It's rare. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard of it before. It's really interesting. So, so how does it affect you, Rob? What's what's viral encephalitis for our listeners? Um, it damaged my brain stem, and that affected all my my functions. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it impacts on on all of your motor functions. I'm just repeating just to, so people can um, get a clear story in case it's a bit, as she said, it impacts on your motor function. It does impact on your speech as well. So I'm not being rude, but I just wanted to repeat some things to make it a bit clearer for everybody <laughs> listening in as well. For people who may be listening to this on a podcast channel, we will be doing um, this on YouTube as well, and we'll do our best to put up uh, captions underneath. So if you'd like to join us on YouTube to watch this episode, then uh, feel free to do that, and um, we'll do some editing and put up some captions as well. So it impacted on your motor function, including your speech, but what did it affect your arms and your legs as well? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, my right, it was similar to it. It seemed to be similar to a stroke. But all four limbs, um, both yeah. arms, both legs. Yeah. And the right side is worse. The right side's the worst. Yeah. Um. I've, I've met Rob and uh, Rob doesn't let anything stand in his way. Rob, what you're, you're driving at the moment? Yeah. What, what kind of, is it, is it standard car? How do you drive? 
This is a yeah, a four wheel drive. It's the Pajero, Mitsubishi Pajero, but van on top instead of a four wheel drive, isn't it? So the hand controls that you've got, what kind of, we'll just unpack it a bit for everybody. What hand controls do you have? Do you know the brand name of them at all or, or how they work? Um, they're electronic. Electronic? Well, that's what it is. Yep. It's like a trigger. Like a trigger. Yep. When they push the brake, and there's buttons on the indicators and stuff. And that's all on the hand control. So the hand control's got an electronic trigger for accelerating. And you push for brake, and then there's buttons on there for your indicators and and stuff like that as well. For is that the, for Pete, Fadio one, it's yeah. I think I think it's the Fadio, isn't it? The Fadio yeah. product. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you said you've got a lifter for the for the rear of your car to put in your wheelchair. Okay, so it's just like a hoist that hoists the wheelchair in. Yes. Yeah. And and how do you transfer into the car? Yeah, good question. For those at home, I, I actually used to own a Delica. I'm really interested to know how the hell you climb up that thing because those seats are really tall. <laughs> you sit really high. It's actually easier. It's got the steps and that's a good art for me. Actually, easier for me. I've I've met Rob and I just I'll give a bit of an explanation. Rob has like shower <laughs> rails all the way around his car. Yeah. Every every surface of his car has a grab rail. For him to hang on to, and um, the the encephalitis that he has makes his limbs stiff, and he yeah walks a bit like a 
without being rude, Rob, but just for people's imagination, a bit like a toy robot. And uh, the legs are stiff and he hangs on and, and shuffles his way around the car. And that's why I think a higher height suits him because he's able to get his bottom up onto the chair and then pull himself up into the, into the car. And getting out, you just rotate your way, your way out, Rob. Yeah, yep. that's, that's that's really interesting. I kind of just want to highlight that a little bit because um, a Delica, when you look at it from outside, you don't think that's going to be a really practical vehicle for someone that's disabled and, and often you might lean away, but this shows you the bespokeness of going, okay, well, this is specifically for this person's needs. It's perfect. You know, their, their body needs to work this way. So it's, it's re that's really cool. And being in 1987 that you had this done, you've had this car for a while now? Mm -hmm. Yep. This way about four years. Four years, yep. And Rob, you've done more to your car than put in a wheelchair hoist and a <laughs> set of hand controls. What else have you done? And, and a set of grab rails all the way around your car. The reason why we got you on is what you use <laughs> your car for. So you've got your Delica. It's a four-wheel drive van tell everybody what you do as you're in your spare time. <laughs> Kite bugging. Kite bugging. Now, so for people who don't know what this is, can you explain what kite bugging is? And just to let everybody know in the show notes, so uh, for people that are tuning in for the first time to the Drive Able podcast, you need to come and hit us up on the uh, Facebook page. Just search Drive Able podcast. Because uh, that, that's where we put all the show notes. And we're going to put a link to a, a video uh, with Rob doing uh, kite buggy surfing. But for our listeners and people watching this through YouTube, Rob, can you explain what kite buggy surfing is? Uh, just kite surfing. Yeah. Imagine I do it in a buggy on the beach. On the beach. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So for people that know kite surfing, it's uh, like a big parachute and you get pulled along by the wind and you go over waves and, and so forth and get some pretty big air. But Rob... No, I don't get air. You don't get air. No, uh, you've got a three-wheeled buggy, which is actually quite significant it's a massive big buggy um with three wheels and you're there controlling the the kite and, and having a whale of a time with this with this buggy of yours yeah that's amazing yeah steer with your feet steer with your feet i'm only able to do that because my legs want to push so they push against each other, left and right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's and a pushing motion works on that particular, um, like setup, I guess. 
that you, you, know, you don't pull with that, you just push, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Were you doing this before? Were you doing anything like this before um, your yeah. injury? Your disease? Yeah, it wasn't so how did, how did you get into it? <laughs> how did you get into this? Why not? Yeah, that's awesome. This was a this was a hippie guy up on a beach in Port Douglas who didn't have a care about his insurance or or yeah, it was a local Yep. Um it just went prepared. Took over everything. So you've um you've got this buggy. Explain how how big is this buggy? And does it does it does it fold up nice and easily into your into your van? So for uh, to, to try and help explain this, the two the two wheels, so it's a three-wheeled buggy. The two wheels sit as the two back wheels sit as wide as the car. In fact, might even be a little bit wider than the car. And they basically sit on the rear bumper bar. And then his third wheel, how, you, you winch it up. Is that how you do it, Rob? So this electric drill winch, so he puts the two wheels up on a ramp and then the winch pulls the third wheel, the front wheel, up across yeah, and it takes up the entire back of his van. <laughs> and it's on the outside. So it just hangs off the back of his, of his van. Um, and wow. yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely massive. And like I said earlier, Rob, Rob's <laughs> an adventure seeker and doesn't let anything stand in his way. And he's found all of these amazing solutions, and uh, and he drives around his local town with this big, <laughs> big three wheeled buggy on the back of his van all day, every day. Is that always uh, there? Can't park in his garage. <laughs> it's out on the street. Uh, it, it's it's pretty significant, and people would do some sideways looks uh, as he drives down the street. <laughs> Uh, Rob, you you don't just do that, and you don't just uh, get it out and about for kite surfing. But you've you've decked out the rest of your van as well. Oh, yeah, my, my, my 
So he lives in there when he's traveling around. You've got, you've got. Yep. So fridge, bed, shoves his kite in underneath the bed. It's all it's all packed in there, and it's uh, it's uh, he's got this big camper van that he takes around all over the place with this massive big kite buggy on on the back of it hanging off the back of his van and it's uh it's quite a it's quite a sight when he uh when you see this van it's with all these tail rails around the outside he's got <laughs> the buggy hanging off the back he's got uh, and then they must see you get out of the van robin what, what do you think people's first impression are as they see you <laughs> moving around your van no <laughs> <laughs> WTF. You're a, yep. I reckon Rob, that was my first impression too when I met you. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So with the with the um the kite bugging has um have you had any like incidents, I guess, where you've been stuck because you like like you flip over or something like that? <laughs> Heaps. Heaps. <laughs> and, and do you have to sort of let people know as a bit of a backup if you're going to be somewhere? Like what, what, what kind of emergency stuff do you have in place if you do get stuck? I used to have one of those. Uh, GPS locator thing. Oh, yeah, GPS locator, yeah. You've always got yourself out of trouble. You've always got yourself into trouble as well, Rob. (laughs) So one one interesting thing I've got to ask about this is um the the costs and how you funded it. Was there any help in the funding for, for this over the years or, or is it just a self-funded thing? I'm interested about that aspect of it. and pieces on your car as well are they who who's funded those i'm assuming that quite a bit of your stuff was done before the ndis was around is that right the wheelchair lifter yeah Yeah. in in the back because that one's a that's a recent addition that one um, Even the hand control was self-funded? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's where we have to applaud the NDIS and uh, coming around. And then that's and that's what the NDIS is is all about is to assist people who can't afford it, uh, but also because of the costs that are involved. I, I think from that one, that's a it's a five thousand dollar starting price for that hand control as a minimum and then you've got installation and so forth on top of that as well so yeah yeah the electronics and every time you've got all those whiz bang electronic hand controls and you've got to wire up all those stuff it, it really adds to that price so um so yeah it's just it is what it is i guess yeah so rob we, we'll probably wind it uh, up there, I really want to thank you for coming on on board today and um, being brave enough to to be on a podcast with us and uh, talking about your adventures in your in your van. The reason why we do this podcast is to inspire others, and you're somebody who doesn't let any of their disabilities stand in the way. And I, I really thank you for coming on board. I would just add one thing. The NDIS allow um, they pay someone to come with me and help me set up all my cars here. Okay. So that is something that you didn't have before. You had the NDIS now are providing support workers to assist you with, with your adventures. Yeah, I used to do it myself. And that was getting too hard on my back. Yeah, that's you, pretty cool. It means you can just keep, keep, uh, keep quite buggy. Yeah. Is there, we always ask our interview, interview uh, people that come on board one final question. Is there is there something else that you use your car for other than towing your buggy around for your kite surfing and the adventures of uh, camping and so forth in your camper van? Is is there something else that you've used your car for that is is something a bit unique that's not just getting from A to B? Um. I'll be thinking about that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you've do enough in your van. You travel all around Australia. I'll be all around Australia. Oh, really? In one year, I went the whole way around. And every winter, in separate time. Is it the COVID year? Yep. Yeah. I want to travel up to Palafuita and go back a bit. Wow. Like I said, this this man doesn't let anything stand in his way. He's uh he's always on the road and he's uh always traveling all over the place and uh yeah <laughs> he's uh he's a uh, an absolute gentleman. And uh, Rob, I thank you very much for, for coming on and joining us. And the reason why we got you on is that this, this podcast is about um, showing that cars just aren't getting from A to B when we're talking about mods and 
disabilities and so forth. Driving opens up the world to so many other things. And I, your story of, of your buggying and your kite surfing and traveling all the way around Australia. Thank you very much for sharing it with us and, uh, and joining on, on us on this podcast. Thank you. One, I've got one last thing. How many? Oh, yeah, you know, there's always more questions. No, I was just interested. How many kilometers is on your car? How many Ks? Do you know? Not many. Okay, I thought it would have been heaps going around Australia. That was my previous one. Okay. Yeah, all right. No worries. All good. It is twenty or thirty thousand average. How much every year? Twenty or thirty thousand. Twenty to thirty thousand. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's a fair bit. Nice bit of driving. Sounds good. All right. Well, yeah. Sorry for that. Thanks very much, Rob. <laughs> Wrap it up there. See you next time. Welcome back, everybody, and a massive shout out to Rob. Rob um, was very gracious in joining us for that episode. And this is the area where Ali and I break down our top three takeaways from the from the episode. And the first one that we want to mention is um, is about how he how he got his disability in the first place and that's that it all came through a single mosquito bite they think that's uh it's blown my mind that somewhere as common as the murray river in in australia can can lead to a uh, a disability from a from a single mozzie yeah it's that that to be honest i'm still kind of trying to process that after this interview because never really heard of anything like that and um you know again we've spoken about um, how always these really weird stories, you know, these little random situations is often not what you think, you know, and, and again, mosquito bite, like that's associated with things like going to Thailand and, you know, that, that's, that's, the, that's the messages you get, you know, when you look at the government and smart traveller and be careful of that stuff and you never even think of that stuff in your own backyard, a place like Australia. So it just shows you how sensitive we really are and how we really need to be careful. I hate mozzie bites at the best of times, but uh, from... From this point onwards, I'll be making sure that I uh, put the error guard on and uh, making sure that uh, I, I do that every time I, I go out and about. That's uh, yeah. If nothing else, make sure you put error guard on everybody when you then there's mozzies around. Yeah. The uh, second takeaway that we want to do is the the adventurous spirit that Rob has and that he doesn't let anything stand in his way. We just want to recap on on how he utilizes his vehicle. His his uh, Mitsubishi Delica and 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 uses that to travel around Australia and and uses it to transport his his kite buggy. Like I said, make sure you go and check out the uh, Facebook page Drive Able Podcast because you'll see some some really cool photos and um, videos there. Uh, links to videos of Rob and his story and uh, and his sense of adventures. Just um, yeah, really exciting. Yeah, I, personally, I love everything that he was talking about in terms of that, um, because I guess even the company which I'm from, Mobility Engineering, we built our company on 30 years of 
stuff like Rob, people saying, no, you can't do this and no, you can't do that. And we always said, no, we can figure out a way. And every problem he's had, he's figured out some kind of solution, you know, um, from winching that thing up onto his thing to being having to travel around and figuring out ways to sleep and, and so on in that car. It's like he's turned this vehicle into like the solver of all of his problems and he's not going to allow anything to get in the way, but he'll figure out the way to resolve the problem that he's facing rather than stop doing that. And I just think it's awesome. You know, I think even that story about the just rocking up at the demo day, I mean, one thing I want to say is a huge, whoever they were, shout out to that kite school who basically said, yep, give it a go. You know, I, whoever that was, what a legend. Because um, as you said, so many people could go, oh, insurance and no, and not this and not that. And that's the easy answer. And it's a very common answer. And probably people go, yeah, no worries. That's, but no, shout out to that guy. And, and um, Rob just went, bang, let's do it. You know, and he's got in there and he's got himself. I mean... <laughs> I've looked, I, I looked at some of the videos and photos well just before we started. And I, I mean, I think oh, that's scary for me to do. And I'm a pretty sort of fit guy, you know. I was just like, how the hell is this guy doing that? It's a really tough sport to do. It's very extreme. Yeah, you, you have to go and check out the videos, people. Make sure you go and check out the links. Um, if, you, if you want to take a shortcut, just go to YouTube and search Rob Lucan. And um, they're, they're worthwhile. They really are. To, to have a look at, um, he repeats his story there on on one of his uh, videos there, and uh, gets into the kite surfing a little bit more. And it's it's just it's amazing stuff. It really is. Yeah, but really, that it just shows you just have that goal, walk towards it, no matter what, and you'll get it, or, or move towards it, no matter what, you get it. You know, so that, I thought that's really awesome, and he really epitomizes that. Yeah, absolutely. And the third takeaway that we want to do is a shout out to the NDIS and. He started his process before the NDIS and had to self-fund it all. And um, five thousand plus dollars worth of electronic hand controls in his in his older Delica. Um, but uh, a shout out to the NDIS now that are supporting him in the next part of his journey. Um, I just want to take time to we hear a lot of negative press, Ali, about the NDIS and and all the all the little nitty gritty stuff that, that can be annoying about getting funding and, and uh, utilizing funding and, and bits and pieces like that. But it's, it's, it's doing good things. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Like, look, uh, people like Rob at, at these kind of ages, um, if without NDIS, they're forced to give up whether they want to or not. But with NDIS, he said he's got a support worker now, He's got those lifters, bit by bit, he can get all these bits and pieces. He wouldn't have had any of that stuff. So he just basically would have been stuck at home. So, and that's a huge, huge thing um, that I think just makes a huge difference to a community. You know, a community have one more active person, an active person like that, that person like that being out and about and being on our, on our podcast and being out in the community, the amount of value that he can give is is millions of dollars compared to what he's taken millions that's that's my opinion just from a community community value of just him being in there and showing people what can be done and just integrating you know the, the leadership he can provide so and that's all thanks to a few thousand dollars from the ndis you know that's it's really nothing um in comparison to what the impact of somebody like that being out and about in our community what it will do to the next generation of not even disabled people but just Able. I mean, I'm, I'm completely inspired by it, you know, so 
Um, and I'm like, yeah, whatever challenge is coming, if he can do it, I can do it, you know? So that, that's basically, yeah, it's, it's great to have people like that out and about. Yeah, and yes, you, you touched on it there. Um, the amount of revenue he will make from being supported to do the activities that he wants to wants to do. What I mean by that is that when he when he goes on his uh, trips around Australia, you think about every petrol station that he stops in, every kiosk, every uh, he, he camps in his own van. But you know, even the caravan park, the the money that has is going through um, the Australian revenue. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but the amount of money that he's spending uh, and paying taxes and so forth with GTA, GTS, uh, GST, I should say, and, and so forth, just from being supported at the start, um, he's able to do a lot more and it, and it goes around in circles and he's investing more money back into the Australian economy. Yeah, and, and even if he, as I said, even if he inspires one person, one other human to get up and do a little bit more like he has, then when people are sick and dying at home, they're costing the government millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So if they can extend their life by looking at him and being inspired and going, you know what, I can get out there and do that. I don't have to sit at home and rot away. Then, you know, that's, that's money saved. That, that, that's in, inspiration. You know, that's, that's um, health system lightened, you know, so that, that's what I'm saying. It's a community getting more active by having people like that out there leading it. And I think that's amazing. And that's all thanks to a small little key, which is the NDIS, you know, and, and when people understand that philosophy behind the NDIS and how it's more of a community scheme, um, I think you'll really understand how it works. Yeah. Let's leave it on that note. Thanks very much to uh, Rob. And again, uh, if you want to um, check out his videos, make sure you go over to the drive able podcast, Facebook channel, um, and for this one, if you want to see it uh, with captions at the bottom, make sure you go and search for Driveable Podcast on the YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, check us out on on multiple channels. We're on we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify. So make sure you go and check us out on all the platforms. Make sure you press that like button, uh, smash the share button if you think that somebody else would like to listen to this uh, episode as well. And and spread the spread the word. Yeah. And as we say in every episode, if you have any queries about what you can do and what will work for you, get in contact with your local OT or mobility dealer and set yourself up with a trial. Trials put you in that driver's seat. That's it. All right. Until next episode. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. And um, yeah, we'll see you on the next side. Thanks for listening to the Drive Able podcast with Brad Williams and Ali Akbarian. If you like what you've heard, make sure you like, rate, and subscribe. It really does make a massive difference. If you or anyone you know would like to share a story about driving with a disability, or you would like to get in contact, find the show notes, or find the resources mentioned in this episode, you can find us on Facebook. Just search at Drive Able Podcast for more information.